Over the Goal Line, a Cornell University women's ice hockey podcast. Throughout this offseason, we'll be bringing you both behind-the-scenes banter, as well as coverage of other interesting topics around the sports world, featuring player appearances and other special guests. Now, here's your host, number 23, Finley Frechette. Hey Cornell hockey fans, welcome to episode 11 of Over the Goal Line. As I've been saying, I hope you and your families are doing okay and hanging in there given this tough time. I, for one, am so thankful that the weather, for the most part, had started to get nice around Boston. This past Sunday, I was on my feet for literally the entire day. My family and I went on a hike, bike ride, we played basketball, broke out the cornhole, created our own home run derby, played touch football, had a game of tennis, and even threw around the lacrosse ball for a bit. I'm not kidding, I think my feet were swollen after it, but it was an amazing day taking in the weather with my siblings. So, now on to some Cornell hockey talk. One thing that Cornell women's hockey has been great with is maintaining relationships with our alums. And because of this, I've gotten to know a lot of the Cornell legends that wore the jersey, even though I did not overlap with them. One of these people is Breanne Jenner. I actually remember the first time I met her. I was on a visit to Cornell my sophomore year of high school with Gillis. This was right before I committed. We were both freaking out thinking that she was the coolest person, which is pretty embarrassing to admit now that I'm on the team, but I think it adds some good content to this podcast. (laughs) And a funny side note, my sister Gillis is now number 11, and we always joke around about how she has some really, really, really big shoes to fill. Among many accomplishments, this one is pretty cool. It took Jenner six years to graduate from Cornell. She was one of the youngest players centralized for the Olympics in the 2009-2010 season, the year she was supposed to become a freshman at Cornell. She did not make the Olympic team that year, but was then centralized again for the 2013-2014 season, where she made the Canadian Olympic team and won a gold medal at the Olympics. So overall, she deferred two years of college for Team Canada. She also won a silver medal in 2018 and is hoping to continue that journey. Pretty amazing. Anyways, here's my interview with the Cornell superstar, Brianne Jenner. It's over the goal line and it's episode 11. So what better than bringing back number 11? That's right, Brianne Jenner is here. Welcome to Over the Goal Line. Thanks for having me, Finley. Yeah, of course. So let's start by having you talk a little bit overall about your Cornell experience. Uh, Four amazing years. Um, I absolutely loved the team. I loved it on campus. I loved Ithaca. Um, You know, it felt like a second home for me. And, um, you know, obviously we had some amazing seasons there. Um, I was challenged academically. You know, I couldn't ask for a better environment. And I still, you know, have such fond memories and um, still follow you guys now. Uh, yeah. I'm one of those that's kind of a big fan. So um, certainly uh, had had a great time at Cornell and I'm, I'm proud to be an alumna. Yeah, something great about Cornell is that it's so challenging on the ice, but also in the classroom and it creates really amazing people and really lasting friendships, which I'm sure we'll touch on in later in this podcast, but just the most amazing people you meet, whether you're on the same team as them or you just know them from your classes, just really bright individuals that are going places in life and they've brought those people into my life at Cornell and I'm sure they have with you as well. Absolutely. So next question is you had a Cornell career that was unmatched by most people 
and you've had a lot of points and amazing goals and assists. Do you have a most memorable one that comes to mind? Um, I think one of the most bizarre goals that I've scored um, was junior year. We were on a, a crazy playoff streak where we, we kept advancing, but we'd win the game when, within like the last 30 seconds or a minute every time. Yeah, so okay. We were giving coach like heart attacks. Um, and we were, we won the series against Colgate. And, and this fact doesn't really make any sense, but we won the series best two out of three and we only led for one second um because in the wow. second game we were tied and assuming to go into overtime and I just kind of went in on a four check and uh, the Colgate defenseman just I don't know what was going on but stripped her of the puck and was able to sneak it in with a second left so that was absolutely crazy and I yeah we won that series only leading for one second That's <laughs> believe it you telling that story just gives me the chills can I I can only imagine what the locker room was like after that happened oh it was crazy yeah I asked coach if he had any funny memories of you playing hockey or goals or anything and he sent me two so the first one was one time against Colgate this is what he said you had a goal batting the puck out of the air from about eight feet from the net do you remember that yeah yeah I remember that one I don't know how that how that happened but it was one of like the early games in the season I think yeah yeah. yeah, we had some good games against Colgate. I don't know. We, we always showed up against them. To this day, we, when we have skills practices or anything, Coach loves when we work on batting the puck out of the air. So, and now I know. After I know that you did it, I understand why he wants us to do it too. <laughs> the second goal he told me about was when there's a picture you scored against Dartmouth in Lina, and it was a snipe, and you knocked the water bottle off the top of the net. And in the picture, you can actually see the water coming out of the water bottle. <laughs> yeah, that, I think that was freshman year, that one. I remember we had a ton of people in the, in the stands. Yeah. Um, I think it was a night where, I don't know if they still do this, but a lot of the line of faithful showed up and it's like fancy hockey. It's like when it's like our last home game, go up in dresses and suits. So um, we had a bunch of, you know, overdressed hockey fans in the yeah. stands. I've heard I've heard that they did that I don't know if they've done that for us we got to bring it back yeah you definitely do but he sent me that picture of the of your goal with the water bottle so I'll zoom in on the fans and see if I can see their attire <laughs> okay what is your favorite Cornell hockey memory so it could be a big win or a certain road trip or a funny thing that happened in the locker room I know there's so many of them that come to my mind even, and I've only had three years, but do you have one that really jumps out to you? Yeah, it's hard to pick one, but we had, we went to the Frozen Four, I think it was my sophomore year. Um, so it's it, probably the wildest game that line has ever seen. It was, we were down three, nothing with a few minutes, like into the game. Like it was a bad start. Bad start. We came back, we came back, we are up. I want to say like seven, four going into the third, so like talk about a comeback. Wow. That's a lot of goals too. BU comes back and ties the game. So both, both teams have blown three, nothing lead. So it's like seven, seven going into overtime. We play three periods of overtime, oh. like a couple of minutes left in the triple, the third overtime, Lorian Rougeau goes like absolutely end to end people are barely moving because their legs are so exhausted and she scored this highlight real goal and like 
it was the craziest game. We played like six periods and we just got up to the dressing room after because you have to climb those stupid right. stairs. Those stairs <laughs> get you. The stairs and we just like collapsed on the floor and just <laughs> so that was a pretty awesome team win. So that was against BU and the score was eight to seven in the end. Eight to seven. Wow. A few episodes ago in the podcast, I did a um an eBay game and it started off with trivia, Cornell hockey trivia with four girls on the team. And one of the questions was about the triple overtime game and what the score was against BU. So now we have a, a behind the scenes of someone that was actually there to tell it like it was. <laughs> yeah, eight to seven. It was crazy. We were like wringing our socks out. Like, oh my gosh, I can only stuff. imagine. <laughs> and those stairs after a hard practice or a long game, they get you. Yeah, absolutely. Katie Harris will tell you that I, I barely make it up every time. I'm like, I'm getting old. I'm getting <laughs> old. <laughs> Okay, so one of my favorite parts about Cornell, I sort of mentioned it earlier, but is that there's so many other things beyond hockey at Cornell that you can get involved with or friends you can have or classes you can take. What was your favorite part about Cornell that doesn't necessarily involve hockey? Well, there's so many things. I mean, just I think the friendships that you make on campus, especially with a lot of the other athletes, is, is really special. Um, you know, I keep in touch with a lot of the other athletes still. A lot of them, you know, were at my wedding this past summer. So mm -hmm. that, that it's, it's amazing. Um, one thing that I, I really miss, um, you know, I did, I did a master's after graduating Cornell and was still in academics, but you know, it, it wasn't the same walking around, uh, the university of Calgary right. campus as it is walking around Ithaca in the fall. Like I'll just never, uh, you know, never get over that. I miss the colors, the the falls, everything, just, it's just such a beautiful campus and it's such a privilege to be able to go to school there. It's absolutely beautiful. And we always complain about the winters and everything, but Ithaca does have a lot to offer. So when people start complaining, I'm like, guys, just look around. Like, actually you can go explore anywhere and it doesn't feel like you're at school, but you are. And we're really lucky that we have Ithaca to, you know, you get bored and you just walk a few steps into college town and you can just go right to those gorges right there or whatever it is. It's amazing. Except you got to climb back up Buffalo yeah, Street. That's, that's <laughs> the problem is it's a lot of hills. Yeah. And potholes in your car. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So you just sort of talked about how you went, you got your master's, but could you um, explain sort of what you did after you graduated? Yeah. So I, I moved, um, to Calgary, Alberta after I graduated. I'm originally from Ontario, so that was kind of a, a big move. Um, I played, I think I was out there for four or five years. I played for the Calgary Inferno uh, and did my master's of public policy at the, at the UFC. So I was out there for a good stretch after I graduated and then I just moved back back to uh, Toronto this this year. That's awesome. So what do you, what have you been doing now during all this quarantine and in Corona time, apart from getting through all of Netflix, yeah. uh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, I've been trying to kind of maintain my usual routine as much as possible. So I, I train in the mornings. Um, you know, I'm doing like Zoom calls and stuff with my trainer and and things like that. Um, I try to kind of do more office work, take care of emails and things like that in the afternoon, and um, just trying to kind of use the time that I have. Like usually at this time of year. Um, at least when this first started, I'd be traveling a lot. Um, right. You know, we have usually world championships and things mm -hmm. like that. So 
um, just kind of taking advantage of being home, doing lots of yeah. stuff around the house, planted a vegetable garden. So just oh, things like awesome. that, uh, trying to be productive. What kind of vegetables have you planted? Uh, we have to plant a, a, like a bunch today, but so far we have lettuce, radish, beets, and peas that we've planted. Ooh. We'll see if anything comes of it. I don't know. There you go. Have you done that before? No. Well, there you go. Quarantine. No better time to try it. <laughs> okay, so now we're heading into the fun part of the podcast, and that's the trivia, trivia type deal. But before, I just have one question because I'm curious, and I'm sure my teammates are as well, because sometimes we have debates about this. But what was your favorite off-campus place to eat? I, I'd be lying if I didn't say CTB, and I know that's probably the you know the most yeah common answer, but. Like I still think about CTB regularly. <laughs> it's affected me. <laughs> like the West End melt. I was gonna I, say, what's your go-to order? Yeah, West End melt. But I like the um, the vegetarian too, which was basically just like cream cheese. Like, <laughs> like I'm trying to remember what I like. I like Zabs, which is like a turkey avocado BLT type deal. Mm -hmm. The 5K is really good, too. Yes, 5K is great. Raspberry um, jalapeno. Jalapeno jam or whatever. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Okay, I'm glad I asked that question then. Okay, so now here's trivia, and I have three questions, and these are pretty difficult unless you are an Ithaca historian. But you might get some, and even if you don't, you're going to learn something. I learned something creating them, and the listeners will definitely learn something. So the first question is, as we all know, Ithaca is famous for its many gorges and waterfalls. How many are there? <laughs> oh, well, 114. <laughs> right? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, if you say anything with authority, people will believe you. Yeah, 114. <laughs> the answer is over 150. I couldn't find a direct answer, but I found more than 150 within 10 miles. But the fun fact about this is if you were to put them all together in one, into one massive waterfall, it would be 7,342 feet tall, which I thought was an insane visual. In wow. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. Okay. Second question, which I, I did not know this until again, I did my research, but Ithaca has its own currency system. What is it called? Big red bucks. <laughs> <laughs> its own currency yes that, that is so Ithaca I know right I, I don't know I have no idea okay it's called the Ithaca hour and an Ithaca hour is equivalent to ten dollars or roughly one hour's worth of labor and it was established in 1991 so in, in Ithaca Ithaca hours are accepted everywhere from grocery stores to healthcare consultants to bed and breakfasts, literally anywhere, which I had no idea about, never heard of it, but I kind of want to see what an Ithaca hour looks like. <laughs> I love that. That That's like quintessential Ithaca. That's I know. It, it really, it really is. I'm not surprised, but I, I definitely want to learn more about it. So when I get back to Ithaca, I'm going to do more research. <laughs> All right. The final question is Ithaca is one of eight cities to claim the invention of the blank. The invention of, hmm, nothing is coming to mind. Well, like I know Ithaca is like the, 
birthplace of like eat local and like yeah and stuff like that okay I don't know the great vegan cookbook I'm not sure <laughs> okay the answer is the ice cream sundae but this is pretty controversial because as I said in the question it's one of eight cities to claim this title so the other cities that think that they have also invented the ice cream sundae is New York City, Buffalo, New York, New Orleans, Evanston, Illinois, Plainfield, Illinois, Cleveland, Ohio, and Two Rivers, Wisconsin. But, and I'm not just saying this because my heart lies in Ithaca, but the oldest existing written record of the ice cream sundae is actually an ad that was published in the Ithaca Journal, May 28, 1892. So if that's the oldest written record then it must be Ithaca you've convinced me yeah so maybe I'll convince other people but I I mean I love ice cream and purity and purity yeah the chocolate peanut butter shake that's so good I'm Brianne Jenner Cornell hockey alum let's go red all right that's all for my interview with Jenner but because it was brought up again about the triple overtime win against BU to send Cornell women's hockey to the Frozen Four in 2012, I decided to add the audio clip of it here so you could all enjoy. Take a listen. Now Rougeau will stick handle. Rougeau in the slot, back in run, and she scores! Lorianne Rougeau! With 10 seconds left, it's triple overtime! And the Big Red are going to the Frozen Four! I mean, wow. Being on the team now, I can only imagine the feeling in the locker room and the excitement. I really have the chills. Anytime I even think about that game or listen to that audio clip, my skin has visible goosebumps. Absolute chills. Alright, thanks for listening to episode 11. Stay safe and as always, Let's go red. Tune in next time to Over the Goal Line, a Cornell University women's ice hockey podcast. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to this podcast, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Lipson, and WVBR.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Over the Goal Line, and follow the team on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Cornell W Hockey. Until next time, Go Big Red!